0: Two, one, ghost. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Three, Two, One, Ghost. I'm your host with a silent G, Kyle. And gosh, we've done this song and dance before. We all know who's here with me. What's going on, Natalie? Good to see you. What's up?
1: It's me. It's Natalie. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kyle.
0: It's a me. It's a Natalie. Hello.
1: <laughs> Start. I'm going to talk like Mario for the rest of this this episode. Oh,
0: okay. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like that energy. I'll
1: take it. Some Italians might find it offensive. My my uh my Italian accent is not good. It's about as good as Mario's.
0: Yeah. Well, we're not going to test it here. It's good to see <laughs> everybody. Hear everybody. I guess it's good for you to hear us. I can't hear you or see you at all. I'm talking to the audience right now. But yeah, yeah welcome back to 321 Ghost. Um well, I mean, yes, we have talked plenty about movies that we treat as classics you know we we've thrown out some five boos before already into this our young tenure our first season i don't know how we're going to be dividing all this up but we'll call it our first season but gosh i feel like this is the first one where we're really talking about like a tried and true bona fide horror classic and really uh Well, gosh, I mean, I guess the movie's 30 years old, but we're talking about Bernard Rose's adaptation um, of Clive Barker's The Forbidden in the movie, 1992's Candyman, starring Virginia Madsen. And we've already talked about plenty of our adoration for Tony Todd playing the the titular character here.
1: And um, industry legend. We've said this before. We said it before in our first ever episode, but anytime tony todd comes into the conversation we're gonna we're gonna remind everybody who's listening industry legend
0: so um let's just start right off the bat like you know tell me some uh some feelings you have about this movie some history you had this with this movie i mean like what we were five years old when this movie came out but gosh i feel like i've seen it a million times Mm -hmm. um i don't know yeah let me let me let me hear, hear your thoughts
1: well I will just come right out and say it. I absolutely love this movie. It is. It was a big part of my childhood. Surprisingly enough. I probably for you too. I know we were five when it came out. I feel like I must have watched this. By the time I was six or seven. Because. It. It is just ingrained in my brain. But also. I was fucking terrified of Candyman, terrified of him, that his voice, the way that he looks, the way that he speaks, like everything was so, so scary to me. And I also don't, I don't like bees. So, or I didn't like bees as a kid. Now I don't mind them so much. Um, But yeah, I, I love this movie and I definitely watched it at too young of an age, but it, it's delightful
0: just delightful yeah i
1: how old were you when you saw this movie
0: i'm probably couldn't have been too much longer after it came out it's so like six mm-hmm. or seven i would think it was um you know i guess I, it's one of those movies i just feel like i saw on tv all the time or some version of it i always remember walking past that the, the vhs box at the video rental place up the road from where i lived as a kid so like i would always remember seeing that and then you know it was you know once i started getting into my my budding 10s 11 12 year old kyle like you know it was definitely one of the ones i would i would seek out to watch it's um even if i didn't have the firmest grasp of the the social commentary in a movie like this um it was like you said it's just the shit's just fucking scary it it it, uh and and i do think it's just as effective now um i really love it's perfectly cast in tony todd Mm -hmm. just that voice jesus it's so good um little bit of uh three two one ghost trivia but i have some the um opening theme song when you hear the three two one ghost the one is sampled by our boy tony todd um, from this movie when he asks when he asks helen for one exquisite kiss the legend gave me the clearest one and then i could just sample right that throw that right in there please don't sue me um but yeah so Candyman, even before Months before we talked about this movie, Candyman has always been a part of this podcast from day
1: one. Always. And you can't reveal who the other ones are until we, we get to those conversations, I think should be the rule. Um, yeah. The other thing about this, this movie that is fun for me, I mean, I've seen it countless times and not just as a kid, but throughout the years. And I almost feel like every five years I notice something different or I gain a different appreciation for it for like a different reason. Like something else stands out to me each time I watch it. And as I, you know, go through life and age and have different experiences and learn more about the world, like the movie just gets more in depth. And that's something that's really special. Like I, there's not very many movies that I can say that about and for all the shit that horror gets as a genre and like what people associate it with, because I think it's hard. It's hard for a lot of people to get past the blood and the guts and the murder and all of that. And I, I get it fine. You're squeamish. You don't want to see blood, but this is a beautiful movie. Like it's, it's beautiful the way that it looks acting is amazing and like you said like Tony Todd is Candyman like he is just perfect there was actually a really funny quote by him that I read that he was like I don't understand why I always get casted for like menacing roles and I was like oh Tony you have the scariest voice known to man it's like beautiful and haunting yeah, I mean, you know, well,
0: yeah. I guess I just see him as as this character, as like, yeah, a, a vampire, or as you know, a mortician, yeah. <laughs> giving teenagers these weirdly vague. Or is, he, <laughs> or is he death, or is he both? You know, I mean, it's
1: we may never know, and honestly, I don't want to. You know,
0: it was it was based off, I don't know how much Clive Barker you read. I don't necessarily. Um, I just always remember him being like a one two with Stephen King at the grocery store checkout lines, you know, seeing like the the
1: paperback books there. Okay. I have, I have updates on this very recent updates and us discussing Candyman is what prompted this. Like, cause I do want to talk about Clive Barker a little bit. Um, I actually bought one of his books recently and started reading it. It's not the forbidden. So I, I bought Hellbound Heart because I've always wanted to read the book that Hellraiser is based off of to see the differences. And so I'm, I'm, 60 pages, four chapters in, it's only 160 pages or something like that. And um, it is, now remember everyone, I'm not much of a reader, but just for context, if you've read a Goosebumps book before Kyle, one or two, the font size is about the size of a Goosebumps book. So already that was kind of weird um but then as I like as I was reading it I was like oh his writing is pretty like it feels pretty average to me like because the only other really like horror fiction that I've read is Stephen King and I I think he's a great writer um so what I as I've been reading it it's very interesting but Clark Barker is is wild like he has got some some bondage pain pleasure like mixed together kind of thing going on, and I'll admit I'm into it like it it draws me in for sure, but like what's what's he up to? I wonder I'm like what what do you do in your free time, sir?
0: is this is this your fifty shades of gray?
1: and this is my fifty shades of gray.
0: I think there's um talking about the font size I'd imagine there's a bit of a a bit a bit of um maybe like an upside down bell curve when it comes to font sizes depending on your age of audience where you have your goosebumps books your scholastic chapter books that'll have you know your big your big font and then it gets smaller once you get you know whatever whatever Mm. and then the font grows back again i think when your audience is intended to be seniors that need reading glasses I feel like there's always, I know there was always like big font versions of things. And then also, and then just seeing like my, (laughs) it's coming. I wear glasses. My my vision is not good, so I shouldn't be talking shit. But you know, (laughs) if I'll see like my mother, like her cell phone, like, oh my God, those texts are huge, it takes up the entire phone. Words are broken in half.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, you can't even read the whole text. You can't read the whole text, and, and once you have to keep scrolling.
0: Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe maybe Clive Barker's a target demographic now. I don't know.
1: Thing I I bought a book for the elderly about uh, BDSM demons.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? Older people need love too, and and they do, and whether it's involves rubber balls and straps and such i don't i don't know
1: yeah i mean each their own but be careful
0: i just think also um this character that tony todd plays just in that echelon of you know horror movie monsters or villains you know Man, I'm like I know, I know. I talk a lot of shit, and I know what you did last summer. And I know it's I. I love that movie. I really do. But damn, do. that's how you make a hook scary. Like this. Oh yeah, that situation oh, yeah. with the nails hammered into the stump. Oh, which I'm like it's so
1: like squishy and just drenched in blood. Oh,
0: it's just goopy oh. and gooey and just just. Oh, it's so goopy. Just blood chunks oh. just falling off it. It's terrible, but it he's and just coupled with that voice and just with all the bees and just being like damn him his his fashion style and Chris Sarandon's from fright night I just love the big <laughs> coats and just all big hell oh the, god the, both these men look beautiful. <laughs>
1: as a, as a child, I obviously didn't appreciate the hotness of Tony Todd. Um, I, I really started to find Candyman intriguing, like in my mid twenties, like I was like, okay, Tony, Tony Todd's looking hot. Like even with that bloody, that bloody hook, like we can, we can just, you know, block that off one eye. Um, but I, I think he's, he's a very attractive man and like, he's, he's literally just speaking poetry like creepy poetry so i'm like give me give me all of that absolutely clearly helen loves it too
0: maybe there was that weird part in the end with the hook like when he's like going like upper dress with the hook i'm like we don't why do we need i had a note i had a note of that why do we need to do that because already you're supposed to you know your understanding is that he's been wrongfully you know well not wrongfully he did you know he didn't have sex with that woman that he was in love with, yes, right? Did. But so I'm like, wait, does that mean he needs to be like rapey about it at the end? I don't know. But I'm, j- I mean,
1: he's, he's a murderer at this point. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. I mean, you, okay. Murdering's one thing. I think when you get all weird and sexual about it, that's, I don't think that takes it just
1: nor- I, to normal. Me, see, to me. Above he the belt, starts off weird and sexual.
0: Just above the, just above the belt killing. Let's be come on let's be respectful everybody I think um what is you know I think just compelling about this movie is that um well I do think the extra irony you know this this movie let me start over really quick <laughs> hold on I'm you know you don't edit that out <laughs> I'm I'm, tum- I'm tumbling down in the tire before I came up with the game plan um This movie, I was just thinking a lot, you know, like, it's a lot like *Midsummer*. it's a lot like, um, you know, some of those, you know, othering foreigner kind of movies, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but in the sense where, you know, this guy kind of flips it on its head a little bit, and it's just like, I think it's still the framework is this idea of this you know, this white woman from this very white, you know, university and Mm -hmm. is, is coming and just barging her way into something that she doesn't understand or respect. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, I thought it's just interesting to think about that movie in the context of like, you know, we always treat it as like Americans in other countries, but then just also just acknowledging, you know, how much we don't understand each other right and these each other's cultures and each Mm -hmm. other's urban legends and our stories and the things we you know we take to heart so it was um really interesting to think about that and then also just the um you know just the the gender aspects of it too when i'm thinking about in terms of like you know just think about this movie in barbarian right where well one it's similar where you have i think theoretically a possibly sympathetic misunderstood you know quote monster unquote right um i'm not talking Mm -hmm. about the dude in barbarian that was like kidnapping people he's a monster i'm talking about like the mother you know um yeah but then also just thinking how hard it is for helen where like i wonder she wouldn't have maybe barged in so flippantly if it wasn't for this this competition you know being a woman and being constantly talked down to um Mm -hmm. not just by all those other weird fuckers at the university but then also her dipshit fucking husband you know oh i can't i can't wait
1: to get into trevor i can't fucking wait fucking trevor so i
0: just think um and also let me just you know also add you know the the original clive barker story um for our audience in case you don't know i'm sorry but is is uh based in england where clyde barker's from Mm -hmm. so it's more talking about that socioeconomic class um in that in that part of the world
1: yeah there's no racial there's no racial component in his version of the story
0: but i do think that there is you know just for consideration that extra element that you know this movie about white people kind of co-opting and telling this story that doesn't belong to them is also written and directed by like a a white dude you know who's telling the story of Candyman right so that's why I really appreciate um you know the folk that made this this recent one that that direct sequel right Mm -hmm. um but I don't know I just think that the you know I I think that um what's his name Bernard rose i think yeah bernard Mm -hmm. rose i think he does a great job i really spoiler alert i fucking love this movie it's an absolute classic yeah it's just uh you know i think just just kind of uh, fun to think about um in the context of that and the other movies that we've seen so far
1: what's interesting about so everything that you brought up um ties into my thoughts exactly of um to get to get real political here (laughs) or just to to focus in on this like this character of helen because the first time that i watched this with my husband he immediately had the same thought of like this like white woman going into the projects and just like barging her way in and being like we'll be fine you know and not realizing the actual danger that she's she's putting herself in and her friend um What I didn't ever think about was Helen's, so from Helen's perspective, and this isn't meaning that she's correct, but when you talk about being the other, like you said, she's a woman in academia in the early 90s. A woman in academia now is still, it's a struggle to say the least. So for her as a woman in academia, she feels like she is, she's othered in that in that way and so for her I think she feels this sense of like no like I I I have those issues too like the same way that you know when you know you talk about white privilege people are like no well I I grew up poor like I I had to fight for what I have like there's this this disconnect of like realizing like how many categories of being othered you fit into so it's like Rachel it's socioeconomic like it's it's all of these things it's also the field that you're in so when you're like you know observing the conversations that Helen and Bernadette are having to sit through with um you know that that man with the long hair whoever the fuck he is I don't know what what role he plays at that university. Do you, do you have it written down?
0: Oh no. I just wrote that the the dude straight up looks like Danny DeVito's penguin from Batman returns.
1: He's a creep. And he says, how are my two most beautiful uh, graduate students doing? Like he immediately like says something, something like that. Like it couldn't be like, Oh my, like smartest or like most clever or something, you know? And given they are both beautiful they are beautiful women but um to also give him credit when he says like oh you don't know the story of candy man i'm like okay helen like do your fucking research you didn't know his past like before you started digging into this story jesus um so yeah oh i wrote down
0: um he's like you don't know the story of candy man helen and she's like no and whatever whatever i just wrote down backstory through mansplain
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so I apologize. I've done that plenty. I
1: the way that he presents it, that's so dickish. So I think for for Helen, and here's where like the difference for me between someone like when we were in our you know talking about Midsummer, we were talking about Danny. That like if every if anyone listened, my my lack of empathy towards Danny is astonishing but I don't have the same I don't have the same uh issue with Helen I actually really feel quite sorry for this woman and like I'll as we like walk through it like I'll dig into why but at the same time she like she has that like white woman arrogance where she's putting herself in a situation that she doesn't understand and thinks that she knows better and she doesn't like it's she's putting herself in a lot of danger being in that place so um yeah it's really it's really deep and um layered but yeah like you said like the newer Candyman, like you've got a a black woman who is as directing that movie and that's already something rare in horror and all together so that's um exciting um one thing i I did want to touch on is this uh this movie I I would consider it a success. it made it so it had a six million dollar budget against twenty I rounded up twenty six million dollars um worldwide, which feels low now, but for ninety two. That's a high budget for a horror movie, and like for box office too.
0: And then we we do know if anyone reads the IMDb trivia that at least twenty three thousand mm-hmm. dollars of that budget went to paying Tony Todd for all the bee stings in his mouth. I love that story. Those are real fucking bees. Did you know that those are
1: real bees? Those are real
0: bees. And then they I don't I don't want to hear what they did with the bees, but it's um they had to specifically be twelve hours old.
1: Yes, I have this. I have all this like fun trivia for this movie. I love it. Um, in here, but yeah, that they they actually bred these bee these bees for the movie so that they could get them at exactly twelve hours old because they have less less venom. So if they do get stung, it's not as uh, powerful as a a full grown bee. But they needed them to look full grown. So and like honestly, would you have fucking noticed if the bees weren't like mature? Like you're like those aren't mature bees, like the general audience was was going to notice. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I appreciate their attention to detail.
0: Yeah. I wasn't really looking into it, but Let's see, where were we? Gosh. It's just, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a challenge for Helen. I think I do feel bad for her too, right? She's consistently being challenged. And then also, like, clearly her husband is a fucking dickhead and is totally macking on other grad Mm. students. Remember, she's a grad Mm. student here in this situation too, being Mm -hmm. married to this professor. So already, Mm -hmm. you know...
1: Already younger than him, for sure.
0: Yeah. So it's just, you know, fucking... Yeah, just fucking dipshit professors, man. Just fucking watch it. Stop being such fucking creeps.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad that we picked another movie where we can talk about grad students and <laughs> fucking thesis, theses, Theses? 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 Theses. That sounds too much like thesis. A little bit. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I mean, I just think of the ways that, you know, her just... Just entering, you know, that, that that apartment building and just going through which I, my understanding is I did a little bit of quick research on it. you know, Cabrini Green is, you know, a real um, neighborhood workplace. and a real housing project. Those mm-hmm. towers, which I think shows in it does show in the newer Candyman, like those those two towers don't exist anymore. Those were demolished. No,
1: they had to they had to green sc- they did like a green screen and um, did like digital imaging of it
0: because now oh because
1: they are still there in the movie yeah Uh, they they do like the flat they do a flashback of it with the the can also like if you haven't watched like watch these in order watch this one and then the requel because it is it is technically a sequel to this movie so i think it's very important like i both of these movies are so wonderful but i wouldn't want anything like spoiled so like Watching this one first, I think, is essential. And then watching the second one. Um also, this is a total sidebar. But I was also doing a lot of research for this one just because I've seen it so many times. so I was like, I need new things to talk about, even though this is the first time, you know, listeners will hear us talking about this. Um, if you go on TikTok, there are young people, young people. <laughs> watch out. That are watching like all of these movies that we grew up with for the first time and like writing like little reviews and things on them. And I love it because this one still holds up. Like you've got like 19 year olds on TikTok that are like um, four out of five stars. They're like, watch this movie. Like it's, it's really good. And I'm like, that's pretty impressive. Like for a movie from 1992, like it's uh what 30, that'd be 31 years old. Am I doing math? Yeah, that'd be
0: us watching something from the 60s.
1: Yeah, so like it's interesting to see um, how well it's held up and that like there's still an interest in it, which can't be said for everything that we enjoy um, or everything from the early 90s. It's, um, yeah, it's so great. I feel like it's just a big, big craze fest. Um, And the music the music is so good
0: yeah music's so good i was figuring that trying to figure that out earlier today at my piano it's in b minor (laughs) i um it's so good i love that whole score it's so good um yeah i'll read some awards a little later on but um (laughs) the score was nominated for for something and lost and we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk through some of that but that's one of the things i really think is an absolute strength of this movie just like um you're famous just just uh just spooky piano themes i think of halloween i think love of it. the exorcist you know even though Bluebells was adapted you know whatever whatever but and then this one too it's just it i when i hear this music i know exactly where it's from i love it so much mm-hmm. it's so good and all the not even just that main piano line but just the uh just all like the organs that that come in and it's just so
1: it's so good yeah it gets really intense
0: and it just feels so heavy and so just upsetting you know i i love it so good but then also just just beautiful i um yeah so just everything i can attribute to this movie
1: okay i have i have two fun pieces of trivia there's a lot of like trivia for this movie but there's two that i I they we were on IMDB, but I know them to be true from like watching um different interviews and things like that. Um and then we can, yeah, then we can jump into this movie, I guess. Um that's that's what you want us to do. Um, so Virginia Madsen, who by the way, there is something about her face and her hair in this movie, like she is stunning like absolutely stunning um the the close-ups of her face like are just I I just think they're the most beautiful mesmerizing thing but she almost didn't take the role because she was so afraid of bees and thought that she was allergic to bees and um the director actually had her go and get like allergy tested for like every kind of bee to make sure she wasn't allergic and I guess she is allergic to wasps. So he was like, don't worry, we'll have a paramedic. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll be fine. And I was like, that's terrifying. And she was like, you know, actors will do anything for, for a check. So she's like, I, I did it. And I just think that's such an interesting thing. I was like, girl, I'm just negotiating like Mr. Tony Todd. And let uh, your $1,000 per sting. Well, I was curious get because- it.
0: They talk so much about that agreement with Tony Todd, right? And all the bees coming out of his mouth. But I'm like, I don't know. There's little bees all over her fucking face too. What did she get for <laughs> get this? Are those real bees yeah, as well? That are- they are. Yeah.
1: So all of those are real bees. She face. even shares. Yes. She even shares um, that afterwards because they can't upset the bees. So afterwards to remove the bees, they had to use like a bee safe vacuum and remove them one by one. It took 45 minutes for both of them, like for each of them to get vacuumed these bees off. And like, it's just wild, but like, it really, it looks so good. Like imagine if they had done like, you know, done it any other way. Like it really looks good. And like Tony Todd was wearing a dental dam so he could have those bees his mouth there i i couldn't i absolutely couldn't could you could you do that just crawling on your face
0: no i couldn't do that that shit's so awful i I, i'm good on them i did think it was um oh i was gonna say i did think it was a cute touch when they go to cabrini green for the first time and they go up to um the the woman's empty apartment the woman that was murdered And they go through the... um, Also, if I find... If I found out that my, like, uh, bathroom mirror does that, no. Moving out. Moving out. Moving out. Get the fuck out. But when she... um, finds that area with you know the big painting and then the mouth that's open and crawl out of i did like mm-hmm. that she was like wearing b-ish colors um wearing oh, yeah. like that like yellow and brown and black lined coat as she's crawling, crawling out right. of his mouth i thought that was a neat touch um
1: that is fun she was
0: and she was just also very well dressed throughout this whole movie
1: oh my god so good yeah her her wardrobe is chef's kiss and um so I, I can't imagine anyone else like in the role of Helen, so I'm I'm glad that she got past the bees and like, thank goodness she did. But the other interesting thing that she did for this movie is they actually hired a hypnotist to hypnotize her for the scenes where she's like being like in Candyman's like thrall, basically, like that Dracula style thrall um. And so when you, when they do that, like Morticia Adams lighting, you know, where they kind of like put that light over just her eyes, you know what I'm talking about? Um, hopefully there's some Adams family fans. <laughs> um, when they do that lighting, she actually is hypnotized, but then at some point she was like, this is freaking me out. And she didn't want to do it anymore. Cause they had like a a trigger word to knock her into hypnosis for the scenes that she was with Candyman. So that's why she actually like that sleepiness that she has, like the way that she responds is actually her being hypnotized, which I think is just the most wild thing. I would I would not
0: they put that poor woman through a lot in this movie. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like we're going to
0: fuck with you. We're gonna draw bees on your fucking face. And we are going to fuck with you mentally and emotionally. And yeah, but gosh, I mean, but she's, she's so good. She's like, we're just going to cover you and just spatter you in blood all the time and yeah. put on this, uh <laughs> put on this headpiece <laughs> Makes it look like you're half of you melted yeah. off. Yeah. She, she's absolutely great. And I, I, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, yeah, you, you, that, that empathy piece, you know, you feel like you follow her, even though, you're like, eh, you know, like you know like yeah she should not she really shouldn't be snooping like that she really shouldn't be uh
1: and yeah
0: though i just I'm, I'm again just going back to the academia bit i'm just i love how this is yet another movie with an urban legend folklore class at a college just talking about yeah. alligators in the sewer this time you know <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like see okay i don't know i love these classes i love that they are like just yeah. doing this like joint thesis on uh let's just find we'll just find some random urban legend and it's ask people some random
1: story you yeah know?
0: i like that she was mad at trevor being like you weren't supposed to teach that shit until next semester because i'm because su- yeah. i'm doing recon with all the freshmen here and they're wacky stories you can't just you're you're, you're sullying yeah. the uh you're sullying the stew here as uh, as no one says yeah
1: yeah, that, that is pretty good. The um like for Helen like to show how real the like danger and unsafeness of her being like at Caprini Green is. So they actually filmed like these scenes like in in the projects and um they have shared like through interviews that they actually had to bargain with a gang that oversaw that territory in order to film there like the the producers and and the director and the bargain is actually kind of funny um is that they get to be extras so some of those gang members in the background are actually real gangs uh from the 90s at that time which I thought was like so wild and then on the last day that they were shooting sniper Shot through their production van
0: literally shot on the last day of shooting
1: literally shot through yeah not like shot with a camera and luckily no one was hurt but like that just goes to show like this is like it is real life that like the type of you know the type of craziness that's going on that she just had no understanding of and then they're still like now as as a a film crew is doing it (laughs) Like the same, the same audacious behavior that Helen has, they're kind of doing it in real life. Um, And just assuming that they would be safe. Like it's this, uh, maybe pompous is too strong of a word, but it kind of feels, kind of feels like that. But I'll give them, I'll give them a little bit of pass since I love the movie. Um, I want to talk about this couple in the beginning of the movie from the, the story that the, the girl is telling. Um, I think she's telling it to Helen. Right. Yeah. I'm um, does, does that couple look like, cause she's like a babysitter. Is she supposed to be a babysitter or, or did I like, am I misinterpreting that man looks much, much older than she does
0: kind of perpetually always does also. um
1: Right. What is that actor's name?
0: Ted Raimi, brother of Sam Raimi.
1: It is Ted Raimi. Okay. It's like, why does he look so familiar? He looks like he's like in his forties and I think he's supposed to be very young. Yeah. I, well, do we know what his actual age was?
0: Well, he's, he was 27 around when that movie came out.
1: Okay. And that girl looks very young, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. You can, you know, this is, let's get personal here. Would it be a turn on for you to be making out and rubbing up on each other in front of the mirror while saying Candyman? Would that uh, Would that work for you?
0: No, absolutely not. I would be like, what does this have to do with anything? Why are you bringing this up? This is super random. You're weird. You know, I still want to. With your shirt off. I still want to, you know, be cordial with you, you know, but <laughs> so I'm going to let it slide, but I'm not going to do that so no
1: Good. i'm gonna let it slide but we are not we're not saying it we're not doing that
0: yeah but i thought i thought that was really fun again you know we talked about urban legend earlier this year i just mm-hmm. love and especially when it was just like you know i think it was this person or it was this person's name no they were done with this like you know the, even the details were like a little you know vague yeah. as, as the as the uh the narrator was telling it but um i thought yeah i thought that that, that was really fun
1: yeah, it, it's um a really fun way to, like, open the movie and you don't have to wait for a kill. Um, it, it kind of, you know, serves that purpose. And um then it, like, then it moves into Bernadette interviewing this, like, why are all the men so creepy in this movie? Um, they make Candyman look like a saint, honestly. Um, the guy that Bernadette is interviewing is, like, kind of, like, trying to flirt with her. And is like smiling on the way out and I'm like absolutely not. That man looks like a creep. Like he looks, there's something about him, that smile that he gives. No, no to that smirk. Not at all. The
0: way that the the story kind of just keeps escalating throughout is you know, you have that initial visit, you know, to Brittany Green, right? Where she goes with Bernadette. (laughs) And then um talks with uh what's her name? Anne Marie mm-hmm. with the baby, right? That's where we're introduced yeah. there. Um and mm-hmm. fuck me, we did it again. God damn it. These fucking dog deaths. Oh god my
1: god! I damn totally it. didn't even realize uh,
0: why do I always just just, I, just blank those parts out and then I'm like, what's on just I'm movie. starting
1: to think, I'm starting to think that maybe. Like you're just like really sick, and you're just like trying to find movies that have dog deaths. Is that what's happening? Get
0: the fuck out of here! I and <laughs> and damn it, it's just god damn it, it's it's awful. That's that
1: big ass Rottweiler.
0: I know, and I like, and I love Rottweilers. They get such a. Imp-
1: He's protecting her, yeah. like literally keeping her safe. So that's
0: his job so by so the way it escalates is you know and then she comes back um on her own and talks with this kid Mm -hmm. and the same thing if you're writing a thesis on this i'm pretty sure like intimidating and manipulating a child (laughs) unless you're scared (laughs) is is i know not not, i don't i'm pretty sure the the irb is not going to approve of that (laughs) either so you know that um, poor
1: little
0: boy so she goes and then um on her way or she's like can you show me where Candyman is and then they Mm -hmm. go to the uh they go to that public bathroom right where she gets Mm -hmm. she gets attacked by the guy with with the hook i do like the idea that the 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 legend around this character is just like created like you know yeah random dudes
1: imposters. imposters
0: it makes me think of like all those like fake batmans in the beginning of that second Christopher Nolan Batman movie where it's like there's just like a bunch of them just running around with with hooks and shit yeah. and, you know but the jacket wasn't right so I'm like clearly you're you're not um
1: so, yeah. yeah
0: so come on but, i
1: mean like yes it was sure it was a nice leather jacket but like it's not it's not fluffy and furry and bloody like uh like sir tony todds and i i really do um love I don't know there's something about about that the line delivery of heard you looking for Candyman, bitch like he says it really like mellow and then like when he re-delivers it when he's in the lineup like it's very like I heard you looking for Candyman, bitch like he's not not that southern but just like sounds nothing like that sounds nothing like that but like he's like trying to sound as innocent and friendly as possible like it sounds almost like cartoony to me. I
0: thought it was pretty close, <laughs> but I'll have to did you really? I'll have to watch it again. It did
1: just for the record, it did not sound like how I said it.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> gosh, so, you know, at this point and then it jumps and then it jumps forward like, you know, however much time it takes for her eye to heal. Um yeah, and that looks brutal yeah, it looked Ooh, really that brutal eye. yeah i know that was Ugh. and gosh one well, then i think we get to the first encounter between her and tony todd in the in the parking Which is garage the best. it's so good that shit just spooks me out and, and it's hard to get daytime
1: scares so creepy
0: but i guess put, it, put oh. it in the parking garage fuck and put tony todd in there i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a little uh a little this, uneasy
1: this might be in my like top five daytime scares like him showing up in that parking garage and like how heavy his voice sounds like the way that they the way they like put his voice like over the film like when he's talking like as a character like in the room is really effective and really scary like it just shows this presence of power and clearly he has this like this power over Helen as soon as you know she tries to get into her car he's immediately like she's like falling over um which really makes it easier for you to believe that she would you know have time to like fall into this like lore and trap because she really has no control over it um but yeah, that is, it's, it's pretty scary. I see what
0: you mean with, I didn't know about the, uh, the hypnotist on set. That's really cool because now thinking about it, like, cause that's when you have that first, like, you know, like maybe like a single teardrop kind of falls, but you just, yeah. look so just completely frozen in place there. And i'm just like oh man you're fucked you're fucked why did yeah. you have to and again just this you know early on this disrespect of the legend where she's like come on bernadette ah. let's say it this and this and this even bernadette you, bo- both times where she's like i'm not gonna fucking do mm-hmm. that and then also because i mean did she say it five t- did helen say it five times on her own or was it a collective between the two
1: okay here's what the here's rules a discrepancy fall Here's a discrepancy that I found. So Helen does say Candyman five times. Bernadette says it four times. She doesn't get to the fifth time. But in that opening scene, and I guess you could get away with this because it's someone telling the story of that couple, like that that couple in the beginning with um uh Sam. What it? How, why am I forgetting his name? Ted ramey Um, yeah, he him and the woman he says he says Candyman four times and he says it the fifth time and then she gets killed and i'm like um i would be furious with satan i would like i have i need i need to file a complaint immediately i did not say this five times i mean she did coerce him to say it but um she shouldn't have
0: brought it up to be honest i mean why and then also why then wonder, why are we
1: playing with fire like that like why are we why are we saying that why are we doing this
0: but then i'm like bernadette only said it four times and that as far as we know the dog didn't say it any time so why are we <laughs> i mean why well, you
1: guess, know why dog yeah that didn't seem right like. it's
0: awful i mean i guess the idea is that whether you believe Candyman did this mm-hmm. or or can or you could say Candy Man um, possessed Helen to do these things, mm-hmm. um, or I guess the idea is that she's crazy and she's just blacking out and doing all of this. Um,
1: well, that's definitely not the case. I truly feel that Helen did not commit any of those murders, and he did all of them and and framed her the same way like you know skipping ahead here like helen returns the favor and you know kills trevor and it, it, you know his his little girlfriend is holding a knife and so cops are going to walk into that and be like oh this doesn't look good for you but she didn't kill trevor you know so i, I feel like it's this um entrapment of of that person. So like he's he's making he's taking everything worldly away from Helen, like everything of the physical world so that she's like motivated to like go to him. Um so I don't think she's crazy.
0: I don't think so either. I think it's definitely the situation. I um yeah, I mean, guess and then I mean that baby was missing for a long time, but I guess that baby was like being fed like Bloody stump goo Mm -hmm. goo. Oh, is that what it was? I thought it
1: was honey. It's honey. Oh, is it? Okay. (laughs) Bloody stump goo.
0: I I mean if he's feeding it from the hook, like I don't know. I'm sure it's gonna get mixed in there.
1: It was from his fingers. Oh, you're right,
0: right, right, right. Ah well, whatever.
1: You can't feed a baby with a hook, whether it's honey or blood.
0: (laughs) I don't know. But uh so it, yeah, that escalates pretty quick. Where she wakes up in that apartment, and man, yeah. that's a real reaction from Anne Marie, right? Where she just starts oh. flipping out. Because right, wouldn't you?
1: That is
0: as an authentic performance.
1: Vanessa Williams, not not the uh, the singer pageant queen. Um, this actress, Vanessa Williams, who plays Anne Marie, he is exactly i think how any how any mother would react to that situation like she is fucking raging like and honestly the only thing that i think she does wrong is you can't kill helen because if she did take the baby you need to know where he is like don't kill her don't kill her my thing shit out of her my
0: thing is that helen gets these visions of where the baby is and knows where that room yeah. is and she doesn't say yeah. anything to anybody about it like i'd be like hey i don't know mm-hmm. if you want to just check i'm getting these visions of maybe this is me coming too but the baby you have to go through this thing it's the apartment wrecks next door to the one where yeah what's her face got killed i'm like why didn't you say anything the whole time
1: yeah that didn't make
0: any sense to me but um
1: that's true i mean she was distracted she had a lot going on a lot on her plate
0: yeah and you know she gets a she gets out of jail you know trevor mm, trevor Mm. wasn't there that night um wasn't able to answer that call missing which i'm just like fuck okay
1: here's the here's the fun thing about helen she fucking called that shit as soon as she saw that girl he looked at the expression she said she's blushing she can hardly look me in the eyes like we called it she knew it she used her intuition and she fucking knew and when he said you don't really think like when she's like no of course not but I'm like no you feel it you know it's happening fuck him fuck that girl like it's it is definitely happening um yeah, so he's not home, and she asks him again, like when she's in the bathtub, where, where were you? And he's like, oh, like I, I was here, fast asleep. And I'm like,
0: he was like, I'm here, I'm fast here. asleep. And then also, I thought you were out with Bernadette. So he adds this like extra thing, where I'm like, okay, bro, you could have just left it there, but now you're adding some like extra, yeah. like, well, I thought. So I'm like, oh, okay. Get the fuck out. yeah
1: he's basically saying like i thought you weren't gonna be home mm-hmm. all night so obviously i would i was out all night like that's he's almost like giving himself more guilt there by saying that he could have just left it um yeah what a what a piece of shit
0: real piece of shit so yeah <laughs> um but he does come and at least get her out of jail and bail her out. Um, yeah, I mean, basic, the lowest, bar, lowest of, bar of husbanding. Only so only so she can run into fucking Tony Todd again in this fucking apartment. And mm-hmm. poor Bernadette.
1: He did not deserve that. That's so shitty. That That's the one thing that really just upsets me in this movie. Like, she's trying to check in on her, bring her flowers. Like, after after possibly kidnapping that baby and murdering that dog she's still a friend
0: i know and gets murdered i like how i don't know if it was this or after bernadette's death where she asked trevor like you don't really think i did it did you and then mm-hmm. to, to be honest if i was trevor i'm like mm, look, it's not
1: looking good for you look, sweetheart they,
0: look they did find you just covered in blood and the dog's head chopped off um and the baby missing i i don't
1: yeah you know it's all signs point to who else would have done this
0: yeah like look i'm here but you're not telling me about the candy you know shit so i'm like i don't know
1: yeah she doesn't even like i mean at that point but also fuck you trevor so talk yeah but i'm like at that point do you even need to talk about candy man as if he's a mythical figure like could you just be like there's this man he's been following me. Like he's been trying to like kidnap me or something. And like, I think he's trying to frame me for these murders, like lay something out there. Like you don't have to say that he's invisible and only you can see him or something like that. Like just, uh, just try, try to say something, you know? Um, yeah. So Bernadette's murder then throws her into a, a completely different, uh, level of, um not even like okay it would we have done this if someone got caught murdering someone and they said they blacked out would she be institutionalized and strapped down like we've all seen like serial killer documentaries and things like that like even think that they're treated that poorly so I don't know if that was a point that they were trying to make like about like this this woman being treated as though she's insane, and you know like a danger when you know we're not really sure. Like it seems like she blacks out and becomes a danger. Um, I I don't know that this watch I I really like process that differently.
0: I mean, I guess if you are still believing that it's Helen that's doing all of this, I mean, I don't know. You leave her alone for just a minute with the with the doctor she gets out of her her well her restraints oh. right and that dude gets brutally murdered that was a great one too that was a that was it super is. fun
1: i know when she well especially because they catch you off guard so much where he's just like looking at her at the desk like yeah nothing's happening like you said it and nothing's happening and then all of a sudden just that hook oh,
0: comes up right up behind. grunting oh oh yeah it's so good yeah it's
1: pretty good I don't know why he flies out of the window backwards. I always thought that was a weird, unnecessary effect. Like it looks super cool and fun. But um,
0: again, like Batman, super cool. Yeah. I love that. It looks so cool. And um, another time jump there where she finds out that she's been there for a month.
1: Yeah. Like sedated.
0: That's wild
1: but also okay a month feels like a long time from the perspective of the mental institution but does it feel like a long time from the perspective of Tre- trevor having this fucking girl move into their place does that does a month feel long enough
0: and you're already repainting
1: sorry i'm yelling
0: yeah, yeah and you're already- and you're
1: repainting it fucking pepto bismol pink
0: yeah it's pretty rough fuck
1: out of here like i Oh, when she walks, when she walks into that condo, it is so good. What does she say? Get the fuck out of my house, or something.
0: It might be one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Um, yeah, Virginia Madsen just fucking owns the everything. Just the look in her eye, everything that she says. It's so good. (laughs)
1: It's yeah, her expression literally tells you everything that's running through her mind. It's it's really good. And Trevor looks terrified, Good. but his his girlfriend is not a great actress. Um, She's probably the only person that isn't like the greatest actress. Like her crying isn't the most convincing, but she's scared. Like she's she is so, so scared and she should be um i it's uh it's it's really good her uh what is she like she's when she's holding the phone and she's holding it out to her she goes go ahead call them Call. i like no one's reaching for that phone from her hand fucking like don't don't put yourself in danger fucking stacy stacy that's her name i forgot i keep forgetting her name i love that she has the most like like basic like 90s uh girl name oh stacy
0: fucking stacy so helen goes um you know back to cabrini green finds Candyman, finds the baby and the candy man you know you know and then he makes this offer <laughs> that well okay look the whole point what's the point of blood if or not for me to rip people from groin to sternum and just have it spread all over the place what is what is the point um so yeah he just it's
1: really yeah he says like what is what is blood for if not for shedding um i don't know keeping us alive
0: yeah running
1: through our bodies (laughs) yeah
0: it's actually like kind of the, the the point of blood is to just not
1: like to not shed yeah like it's meant it's meant to stay within really um
0: so so but then he's like so figure it out even though i'm just kind of like well hold on okay that dog was innocent bernadette was innocent i mean i think it's enough innocent blood's been he says
1: it. he says shed innocent blood oh, oh okay you're saying like he's he's we've made, we've already, we've made the quota yeah we've already we've hit the quota blood. of innocent blood
0: um gosh and then yeah then there's yeah that whole creepy part i like that um she finds him sleeping and very dracula like
1: why is he Sleeping. isn't he isn't he a ghost
0: i know right
1: i have a note there i was like is he actually sleeping or is he doing that to like lure her in
0: i like that his um like sleep breathing is like still like very echoey and heavy yeah you know? <laughs> i thought that yeah. was i thought that was st- that was really that was a fun touch but yeah, and then you know, just it gets weird. You know, you have of course, you know, the bees all over her face and then his mouth and then I I I'd mentioned this earlier, like, okay, don't need to get weird with like the hook going up like her dress, man. Like, okay.
1: Okay. This might be a hot take. Okay. This might be a hot take. Uh-oh. But we're gonna I'm gonna put myself out there on this one. Oh boy. I I think okay, where how do I start this without Sounding totally gross. Okay. So clearly you've got like this shining situation where he's like, it's always been you, Helen. Like it it literally like reminds me of the shining. Right. So like, it's implied that she is like, you know, we've got some sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not resurrection. Um,
0: she's part of this bloodline or something or she yeah, she's
1: part of this bloodline of, of this woman possibly that, she's that he found
0: ancestral whatever
1: yes yes yeah. like or like you know a resurrected soul of this of this woman right so in my mind i'm like oh like is there is there a romance here like is there like a past like does she feel it so like my like my like brain my 50 shades of gray brain like starts working like in overtime and I'm like oh oh, well, something's going on but but in true like Clive Barker storytelling form you get this like promise of like one exquisite kiss and then it's full of fucking bees like Absolutely not. We couldn't have done one regular kiss. Imagine how hot that would be if they just had a regular kiss like her and Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're right. So I excused the hook up the dress because I'm like, you know, maybe it was consensual. Definitely wouldn't want the hook. Like maybe use your other hand. <laughs> maybe use the other hand. <laughs> Yeah. Well no, no. <laughs> I feel I feel like they're like they're like spirits are uh, or their souls are like you know drawn together in some way. But that's me like romanticizing the the situation there. Um but yeah Clive Clive Barker is a fucking tease. It's always like pleasures and promises of all the things, and then it's like just kidding it's hooks and chains and bees and torture yeah <laughs> and death
0: yeah much like can much like you know <laughs> the titular character himself he's Clyde barker's really just not keeping up his part of the deal you know with that offer mm-hmm. and just following no. up with just hooks and bees and shit um yeah yeah i don't know so <laughs> helen Starts hearing the well, wakes comes to you know sees so like yeah it was mm-hmm. always you this and this and this and then here's the baby coming from the pyre outside, oh you know so what she, a terrible situation. So she goes and well and just continues with the hook that she found, yeah <laughs> and and I'm like this kid that we saw earlier though it's kind of interesting I I don't blame this kid that much but when he's i thought he saw her pretty clearly it was her going in but me then me
1: too but then
0: sees the hook and goes up oh, it's him it's him come on everybody let's set this shit on fire we saw him and i like how quickly everyone's just like yeah hell yeah okay let's yeah let's just set something they, on they fire buy in real quick but i also think that you know again just not being respectful when helen broke her promise to him about getting him involved in shit i'm sure he's thinking like mm-hmm. the second i fucking get i'm gonna set your fucking ass on oh, fire
1: payback bitch i want to fucking payback.
0: back s- yep yep no it was him i swear it was him in there
1: just him just no him. one else
0: yeah so when she crawls out with the baby he's like oh shit uh i didn't know they were in there <laughs> this is awkward <laughs> this is awkward but um i thought that was uh <laughs> you know how oh, good yeah you know the baby lives that's good though the baby shows up as an adult in the new one right
1: i don't i don't know that we'll talk about the remake sequel whatever, requel whatever you want to call it of Candyman. but uh spoilers for that anthony does return and he is what
0: oh right right because it it's he's yeah it's, it's him is the main character right that was just mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean well maybe Ugh. maybe not so so much at the end (laughs) no but
1: that is a man that is a man ladies and gentlemen like and if we're going to be spoiling a little
0: bit for the next one or for the you know the 2021 one i don't think it's too much of a spoiler but like the whole idea is that tony todd's just like you know it's my you know my power lives on through the whispers and through the stories and through the rumors mm-hmm. or whatever so there's a
1: big part of uh so big part of candy so
0: i need you you know just like it is for for freddie you know and some others yep. right? and <laughs> i say the same so but then his plans just like all right so i need i need you helen i need you to be a part of all of this and i guess What I don't understand is that doesn't his plan kind of backfire a little bit? Because one of the main kind of points of the 2021 movie was that he's essentially been replaced by Helen as the kind of Mm
1: -hmm. boogeyman, you know? Yeah, we don't get to see her, which is kind of a bummer. I I was kind of hoping that she would I was hoping that she would pop up in that movie like that was my my biggest wish um just just also, fucking killing
0: um just dickhead fucking college professors
1: okay i'm just realizing this now do we think that candy man but i don't know why this just occurred to me because the the woman that he slept with back in the day like daniel Robitaille, before he was um uh candy man she was pregnant so was that his intention upon taking that baby was he like oh we're gonna be like a happy ghost family like i never understood why he took the baby
0: um i don't know maybe it's like a ghostbusters 2 situation with like vigo where he wants to like be the baby i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah or maybe be.
0: like a yeah. chucky situation you know where he, yeah. chucky and andy you know um, yeah or just yeah but yeah, they wanna... they
1: build they build further on the candyman lore in the in the new movie which I fucking love like I love the way that they you know made this um like this version of candyman honestly the best version of candyman like how they made him one of of many
0: yeah no absolutely well and that's i forgot where i was going to bring that up earlier i think it was the attack in the bathroom and so are you led to believe that this person that attacked helen in the bathroom was also responsible for the murder of the at the beginning uh, something rose oh,
1: of ruthie jean
0: Of oh, ruthie jean yeah are they or is it I mean, I don't know. I think everybody kind of and that's the idea, is like everyone kinda has their story of Candyman, or they're just attributing every violent thing that happens yes. in that area just to Candyman, the ideal of Candyman. He is very much like, yeah. like Batman in that.
1: Oh, another fun thing. Well, not fun because it is real life, um, but another fun fact uh-huh. um is a fun fact about murder is the that mirror situation like how it opens to another apartment is was actually a real thing. And it was that inspired that whole idea. So the director had read a, a story of, of man breaking in through someone's the other apartment in through their mirror. And that's what inspired like that whole, that whole process. And I was like, what? That is bonkers um and terrifying and also another reason why you shouldn't live in a place that has like a mirror connected to another unit some bricks up i don't know i don't even need that medicine cabinet
0: i don't even like those hotels that have the door that can open to another door i hate that shit don't like it no not one bit
1: they're the worst yeah
0: um so gosh you know really putting poor helen through the ringer um you know she's able oh, to yeah, save this baby. yeah, she looks terrible. Yeah, she looks terrible. Man, they couldn't put a wig. Uh, they couldn't put a wig on her in the casket.
1: I know they put that like weird flower crown on her. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But they, they would have put a wig on her. But even even when she comes
0: back as like a ghost, like to kill Trevor, I was like, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, you know, like the head stuff. You know, she's gonna like, look scary. She's Still looking good though.
1: Damn, I know. <laughs> Uh, Virginia Madsen get it girl with a burnt scalp like you're just breaking boundaries here I know um, and when she's
0: like Trevor she's like what or what are you scared of you know whatever yeah
1: it just murders the shit out of him I love it oh it's so good yeah and like okay I I kind of feel like Trevor to some extent knew what he was doing because he purposely is looking in the mirror as he's saying helen's name repeatedly um and i tried to count i and it was sad that i like couldn't keep track i was like i thought he only said her name four times but i could be wrong maybe he said it when he was still sitting on the toilet um but it's just so funny he's
0: maybe she doesn't care about the mirror part
1: yeah she's like i don't give a shit yeah <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fucking murder you yeah. so i'm glad she gets her revenge and um i like that trevor is like clearly annoyed by stacy like in the end and stacy that t-shirt from the back of the, is ha-
0: the back of the hall revealing the back
1: revealing
0: that first shot when she's like at the door and you're at the other end of the hallway i was like damn girl
1: yeah, like get now. I'm like, okay, like I see how you're stealing husbands because like you look great. <laughs> you look great, but um yeah, as soon as she grabs that knife, you're like, oh, this is not gonna this is not gonna end well for you, Stacy. Brings it right to the bathroom. So that's that I I think this movie has such a good such a good ending too. Like it, it's perfect from beginning to end, I think.
0: Oh, me too. I think my struggle was with, would you, would you call this a, uh, a ghost movie or a slasher?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. Um.
0: If you can't answer now, that's okay.
1: No, I will. I, I would call it more of a slasher. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is Candyman feels very like material. Whereas if you're watching something that's like more of a ghost movie, like you're not getting, sometimes it takes a while for the reveal or they're not like solid. Like he, I don't know, he feels like a solid killer. Like we know that he's a threat. Whereas like ghosts, always a threat. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. I don't know. It feels more slashery. Body count feels like a slasher.
0: I hear you. Yeah, I think so. Ghosts what don't do you really think? murder quite as bit, Mitch. But I, I wasn't sure because I, um, I remember when we were talking through, you know, our subgenres. I,
1: because
0: hmm. I don't think we had decided to do this movie at that point, but I held off specifically on
1: no we did we had it we i was on it's on it was on my list it's from my list
0: Oh, was it so everyone knows okay so maybe that's why i didn't bring it up too because i was thinking like this might like if i think about it in the terms of like a ghost story i think this is my favorite ghost movie like it's it's
1: i think it could fit into either either subgenre but i i would lean it more into slasher territory he is slashing but he's slashing That hook is a slashing, even though it doesn't look particularly sharp, honestly. Um, Yeah. And I feel Candyman is is one of the scariest for me. There's a lot of like baddies that used to be scary when I was a kid. And then as I've gotten older, I'm like, "Ah, okay with it. Like, I think I could work my way through this, but Candyman, scary, very scary.
0: Love it. The um before we get to our boo scores, the uh 1993 Fangoria Chainsaw Awards didn't quite agree with us. Um, I wanted to go through <laughs> just a few a little okay. bit, and maybe we'll we'll use these as our kind of go to, especially anything through the 90s. Um, yeah, because
1: they they lasted a little bit longer than your beloved um blockbuster awards
0: now this movie was nominated for best screenplay best soundtrack best um let's see supporting actress best actor best actress and best um best film and the only one of those that it won was uh virginia madsen best actress Mm. beating out sigourney weaver in alien three
1: Wow, and, Chris, okay. and
0: Christy Swanson, Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: I'm glad she was nominated. Yeah, me too. Um, um, but I do, th- I actually do think Virginia Madsen deserved it. I think so too. But also, who beat Tony Todd?
0: Well, funny enough, including Tony Todd is like Best Actor, and he doesn't get second billing. You know, he doesn't show up until 45 minutes into the movie. It's that, mm, it's that scene true. in the uh, in the parking garage. But which is, yeah, it's like uh, he's like Jaws, you know. <laughs> it's like you just kind of hear about him a bunch, and you don't so really see him. Playing the long game. long game there, <laughs> but um, this movie uh, he lost to Gary Oldman for Bram Stoker's Dracula. I remember the one with um,
1: oh yeah
0: Winona Ryder and whatever. Even though yep. I'm sorry, I put Tony Todd.
1: I I also agree with that because
0: um, it also lost,
1: especially thinking of longevity. Like I know they couldn't have known that then. It, but um
0: it lost uh so this movie lost to Dracula with because Dracula won best film, best actor, best supporting actor, best screenplay, and best soundtrack. All they really boy. loved. Really were loved. Really
1: riding Dracula's dick. geez they love that movie. <laughs>
0: right. Well I mean that's kind of Dracula's MO, right? Like <laughs> um except for vanessa williams lost the best supporting actress race to alice cridge or krieg for uh sleepwalkers remember that one
1: yeah but yeah so you like sleepwalkers but um and
0: also just uh you know there's let's see this movie wasn't the only clive barker adjacent thing because i think both let's see there was a Hellraiser three nomination as well. Oh, and then I don't know. Did Did Clive Barker do Lawnmower Man too as well?
1: Did he? No, Maybe.
0: no, that's Stephen King. No, that's Stephen King. Sorry.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know. So there you go. There's a quick snapshot into the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards from 1993. Take what you will. I think. I think this movie deserved uh, a little more.
1: Way uh, more awards Dr- for sure. Dracula. It's fine
0: it's weird i haven't
1: watched that in a really long time and then when you brought up lawnmower man i was like whoa i haven't seen that movie in a long time i don't know how well that holds up so
0: before we get into our booze anything else we want to talk through
1: do you want me to share taglines?
0: <laughs> That's kind of what I was hoping. I didn't want. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it and say like, "Hey, do we you're have any? Ta- on. Do we have any taglines?" And for you to be like, "Uh, no, we don't. Sorry." So I was gonna. I just left it open. It was just waiting for you to come in. So you're here.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. So this movie has four taglines, and I. I kind of feel like there could have been more, but it's okay. Um, it's okay. So I think the most the most boring one so I'll start with that and honestly I don't view these as taglines but one of them is from the chilling imagination of Clive Barker and I think there's a few like Stephen King movies that have that like on the poster but I'm like if you put that I'm still going to need a tagline like yeah. you're going to need a real right like you're going to need something fun to go with it Um, so we'll get that one out of the way Um. We've got, we dare to say his name. Wait, whoa. We dare you to say his name five times, Mm -hmm. which sets you up for a little bit of uh, the story. Also, I'm off, off to the side of that one. I do like that this movie creates its own, like, scary, spooky activity, like Bloody Mary type of situation for, like, for the kids you know for the kids to to fuck around and find out
0: this was the one it wasn't bloody mary it was this where when it was i just remember like you know my cousins running around the house or wherever we were if we were you know and then just running to the bathroom at some point going in the bathroom and just saying it you know just yeah. or trying to i know ne- i don't know if i ever did i just don't because i knew better i'll fuck with that shit
1: yeah, I think I did Bloody Mary because it was such a vague concept that I was like, you just scared just, of that just, shit. Just
0: bloody, whatever.
1: Yeah, but like when it came to Candyman, I was like, oh no, I've seen what he's capable of. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, this one that says Candyman, 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 dot, dot, dot. Don't say again. Assuming that's a typo and it's supposed to be don't say it again, it again. Don't
0: say again.
1: You could say, I think saying don't say again is actually, is that grammatically correct?
0: Eh, it might be. It sounds awkward though.
1: Yeah, it sounds a little a little awkward. Um, and then the last one, which I also have problems with. Um, you don't have to believe. Just beware. You do have to believe.
0: Well, right? I mean, I don't know, but if you have to be aware of something, I mean you gotta kinda believe in it a little bit, right? Like
1: Yeah, I get but like the whole point is that you have to believe that he exists and like tell his story and all of those things in order for him to manifest. Mm. So I mean, I feel like you have to believe. So I I would say we dare you to say his name five times is the most fun one because they're like challenging you like after the movie, yeah, or even before you even see it to uh you know to take a chance
0: mm. no thanks i will not take that chance never
1: done it i've never done it i've never said it five times Mm-mm. so there's your there's your taglines.
0: let's go into the boo score before we wrap up do you want to go first or do you want me to
1: um i think you have you gone first with the last couple ones i don't know uh, how about i go first because i did i did put this movie on my list
0: i love how people have to listen to us figure this out out loud every single week
1: (laughs) i know we didn't plan we didn't plan it's more it's more organic that way um i'm having a real conversation folks enjoy it um i picked this movie so i am going to give it my boo rating i really love this movie i really do um you've got tony todd you know, I love Virginia Madsen. It actually scares me to this day. I will not watch it alone at night. Like I needed to prepare and watch this movie in advance. And I watched it during the day um, because I, I get scared. And it has high rewatchability. I would recommend it to anyone. I'm giving it five. I'm giving it five booze. I love that. I feel good about that. I feel good. I... How about you? I love that. Um...
0: Mine was teetering on two different scores, Ooh. depending on, and honestly, oh, depending on what your score was.
1: Ooh, that's interesting. I was like, I want to hear what she says. Wait, does it go up or down depending on my score? It
0: goes up depending on your score.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: I am going to, just as I've arbitrarily rewarded booze to things and... Given reasons for why things get less booze and then just backtrack on that immediately um (laughs) i will use a special waiver that i'll submit that i'll submit to it to the to the hr team um or whoever uh now because remember i said that you know halloween would have been an absolutely perfect movie it wasn't for that dog death and I was thinking, man, is this going to keep this movie at a four and a half for me? Am I gonna let what
1: would you give would you give Halloween a four and a half because of the dog death?
0: Well, and that's what I remember, I think that's what I said. Was like, fuck.
1: You just you just said it would be a it would be a perfect movie.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't for the dog. But I don't death. think
1: you actually put it I don't know if you put it in terms of booze.
0: I don't think i did i'll let you decide but i'm gonna wave on this and um this movie is absolutely perfect i love it i will recommend it to everybody i will watch it over and over again and not get bored with it i think Mm -hmm. the music the vibe all of it and just like is like a ghost story and as a slasher and as like a cautionary tale and as like a mystery it just works on so many different levels this movie is absolutely a five boo movie for me, and is this, this is
1: the first one. The first that one. So we both gave five. Yes.
0: I was kind of prepared for that, so I think we will. For until we come up with a better name for it, Candyman, we're gonna have to. I think we should award a a platinum boo, um, <laughs> for when both of us land on five boos for a movie. Uh, a
1: platinum boom. A platinum boom. I love that.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, gosh, this movie is so platinum good. Boo. I love it. Yeah. One thing I wanted to be really cute about at the end was so okay.
1: I <laughs> wanted to be really cute about
0: <laughs> in a in a Zoom call when you have it. Do you see you you see yourself in your little square too, right? Huh. Does that count as talking in your reflection? Ooh because throughout this whole episode i've been how many times have we said it
1: you was that what you've been writing down the whole time yes you've been tallying
0: i've been tallying i said
1: it more than you did huh oh absolutely um (laughs) and also were you trying not to say it because you were counting i was cheating it was it was but it's but it's so
0: funny so okay so you said it 20 times wow (laughs) <laughs> there was a while there, but it's really funny so because whoever listens to us through, you are like teetering at like three for such a long time. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to do it. This is awesome. Because what I was thinking was, <laughs> are we going by collective rules? Because if both of us can get it under, <laughs> that would be pretty impressive. But um, But I thought it was funny how even when I knew... I still would fuck up. So if anybody wants to go back now, knowing what they know now and listen to the episode, good on you. And also you'll hear me almost say it a few times and stop.
1: You pause. <laughs>
0: and I will just keep calling him Tony Todd. I say it four and a half times. I get so close. There is because I do say it. And then, wow. and then I say candy and I stop once. I'll count that as a half. Um, And it's funny how even when I knew, because there was a while where I was writing on just one, I was like, I'm just going to say it once because I have to say the name of the movie.
1: That's true. And I was like,
0: Mm -hmm. and even knowing what I knew, can I go the whole time? But I fucked up. (laughs) So, um, but if we're going by collective rules, then we're (laughs) fucked anyway. So.
1: Um, Also, there's like a real life mirror behind me. You can see that I can see in the, in the camera of the zoom so if you don't hear from me uh tomorrow yeah not good stuff i can't put wow 20 times how excessive you just start I... you just <laughs> start
0: rolling it out towards especially <laughs> when you were going through the, the tagline lines? yeah
1: you were like tally, tally, tally
0: that's what i was doing every time <laughs> it was pretty good so well i'm good i think
1: wait did you count did you count the time that you said how many times we say Candyman? 21
0: <laughs> uh you're not paying attention because i didn't say it then either
1: you didn't what did you say I just said
0: the word or the name
1: wow yeah. okay i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that because i don't believe you all
0: right everyone go back and make sure let's see if my in time count is as good as mm. no 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 whatever <laughs> but yeah this movie is fucking five booze. it's it's so good this movie is an absolute classic it is perfect and this and and that new one is so good too like i really like love both of them is just you know it's a shame because i think that one didn't make the money that it needed to to get like another one you know but i think even then those two is kind of just bookends and you don't need to watch the other ones what's the other one Wait, farewell to the flesh and what's the other one the second one
1: um day of the dead
0: that's it um so
1: yeah I don't think you need to watch the second and third one but if you really just can't get enough handyman um then watch might the... as well lean
0: into <laughs> it now
1: yeah might as well um we're already there um yeah watch watch the second and third one for fun I think that the problem is is they're not free anywhere I don't think I think Oh, no, that's not true. I think if you have HBO, or I'm sorry, if you have Mac,
0: whatever they call it. And by the time this is released.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, it's, it's a plat- platinum boo. I like that.
0: Yeah. I like that. Um, hmm. anything else?
1: Yeah. I think one last thing, this will be the first time that I've ever <laughs> tried this, but, I'm um, I'm really glad that we agreed on this movie and love it so much um and it platinum boo because next week we're gonna be maybe maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit more budding budding heads like not as much as you'd expect um because I've I've thought through this quite a bit but um we're gonna we're gonna talk about hereditary
0: I love it. That'll be a good one. We,
1: we, I think it'll be a good one.
0: We can agree on Tony Collette. She's so beautiful and so wonderful. Oh, absolutely, and she's incredible. And
1: I, objectively, I do, I do think that it is a a good movie. Um, but you know, there's a lot of feelings, and I'll save them, save them for next week. But um, very, very excited to go from such a such a praiseful conversation to maybe one where we don't agree as much. And there are no dogs dying in that movie, so that is true already a one up
0: well well yeah we'll start with that one we're looking forward to everybody uh you know just taking the reins with us and riding out through the rest of the year with us we're very excited y'all are uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know whether you asked for it or not so (laughs) take care everybody three two one ghost
1: Thanks for listening to our episode on Candyman. If you'd like to get in touch with us to share any comments, questions, movie suggestions, or have us read your thesis, you can email us at 321ghostpod at gmail.com. You can keep track of what we're up to by giving us a follow on Instagram at 321ghostpod. And of course, we would appreciate a follow and a five-star review on whichever platform you're listening on. Hang out with us next week when we chat about 2018's Hereditary. Thanks again for listening. And let us know if you're brave enough to say Candyman five times in front of the mirror. Excuse me. Let us know if you're dumb enough to say Candyman five times in front of the mirror. That way, we can stay far, far away from you. Three, two, one, ghost.